It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Praise God, it's good to be here tonight. I'm going to grab this mic here. You might want to turn me down a little bit, Brent, if I get too loud. Well, folks, I tell you, the title of tonight's message is Time is Running Out. And when you think of all the stuff that's going on, time is running out. Um, there may be people watching right now, like, like Brent was saying, You've got a niche. There's something that you could be doing, but you're not doing it. For whatever reason, you've got away from God. You're not doing the things that you maybe did two years ago or even a year ago. I know since this COVID thing started, so many people, they're, they're not coming anymore. They've just altogether quit, or they might come once a month. Um, they've just totally give up on God. But it's time, you know... Back in the 60s, the Rolling Stones and Mick Jagger wrote a song called Time is on My Side. Well, let me tell you, time's your worst enemy. Time's not on our side at all. Because before you know it, 20 years has gone by, 30 years has gone by. Your whole life has gone by, and what have you done with it? Time's running out. You know, there is a time appointed for us to eventually leave this world. And we don't know when that time's going to be. So the question is... What little time we do got left, what are you going to do with it? And it's not scare tactics. We're not trying to preach somebody into hell or, you know, that sort of thing, you know, saying, well, if you don't do this, you know, you've heard of these preachers, you know, well, I, he just preached me right into hell. No, the point is we need to be ready. We need to be about our Father's business. And the first place I want to read is going to be Second Corinthians. But before I get into that... Um, Brent was talking about all the things that we've got going, and we got a lot of things going on. I just want to talk just for a second about United Christian Television. Um, we've got all of these shows you're going to be able to see on United Christian Television. You're going to see Brent on there. You're going to see Brother Jim, uh, Shad, and Cindy. Um, you're going to you'll see me on there. Um, who else? We've got another lady, um, Evangelist Belinda Moore. She's on there. Brother Steve Youngblood. We've got him on there. And Brother Dale, my father-in-law, Brother Dale Guy, he's going to be coming back with Thirst No More. He had a broadcast years ago, so we've got a lot of things we're adding there. And it's all these ministries working together, Impact Ministries, Lighthouse, United Christian Outreach, because we know that time is short. Time is not on our side. And that's why we've got to do everything we can with the time that we do have 
and do what we can for the Lord. So be watching for those shows. Another one, we've got Gospel Music Today, which is going to air. Uh, it started maybe about a month ago. And this is a show out of Knoxville with Ken and Gene Grady. It, they talk about Southern Gospel news and have some gospel music clips. So if you like Southern Gospel, you're going to want to watch this because it's a really good show. So we're proud to have that aboard uh, United Christian Television. But I just wanted to make those announcements because we've got a lot of stuff going on. And I've got to put these glasses on or I ain't going to be able to read. So I hate having to have these things, but I've got to have them. So I want to start out in 2 Corinthians 13.5. You know, the first thing we've got to do, we've got to put ourselves in check. And Brent just mentioned this, and he didn't know what my message was even on. And it happens to be the first scripture we're going to start out with. But examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves, know you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. We've got to stay in this Word. We've got to study and do everything we can to make sure we're fired up. You know, if we're not fired up, how are we going to get somebody else fired up? We've got to do everything we can. And I want to read that in the Amplified, because the Amplified just really brings this out. And, and let me see if I can get to it here. But the Amplified, I like the way it puts it because it just brings out so much detail. Examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. Test and prove yourselves, not Christ. Do you not yourselves realize and know thoroughly by an ever-increasing experience that Jesus Christ is in you, unless you are counterfeits, disapproved, on trial, and rejected? And I tell you, that just it just really puts it out good. And, you know, we're talking about time is running out. What can we do? What are some things that we can do? Well, one of the things that we need to do, we need to make a spiritual budget. And these are some things that are out of some other lessons, making a spiritual budget. You know, we all make a financial budget. You know, we make sure that we've got the money to pay our bills. We're always sure that we've got the money to pay that credit card or to go out to eat. Or whatever we do financially, we're, we've got the money. If we ain't got it in the bank account, we've got plastic. So we, we always got the money to do what we're going to do. So what can we do for a spiritual budget? Well, time. You know, whatever has our time has got our mind. You know, so where's your time at? Is your time spent watching TV? Is it spent going to church? Is it spent doing sports? You know, where do you spend the majority of your time? Most of it's at work. For, for most of us, but what do we do outside of work? You know, when we leave the workplace, um, I get off early, so I've got time in the afternoons to do things. I don't always spend all of that time doing what I need to do. I have to try to make that time. You know, some people, they work till 5 or 6 o'clock every day. I'm blessed because I go in early and I get off early. So I have to try to adjust myself and I'm preaching to myself here. We're preaching to the choir to make sure I do what I need to do. But look at this spiritual budget, just some things. Um, your time, what do you do with it? Studying, prayer, visitation. What are your actions? How about family time? Are you slow to anger or do you worry all the time? These are things you can put in your spiritual budget. What's your attitude like? Do you have a good attitude? Um, now here's another side of it. What's your personal conviction? You know, how are you convicted about all these lifestyles? 
do you just shrug it off and say, oh, well, you know, and just not even think nothing about it? How about holy living? Do you try to live for the Lord? Do you, are you yielding to Satan any? Uh, do you see change in your life for the better? You know, I can think back, back to 1990 when I first got saved. I was backslid for like 20 plus years. And I can remember that fire and that desire that I had back in 1990. I was on fire for God. And I think now, I got back in church about seven years ago, me and my wife both did, and I could feel that fire coming back, but it's still not like it was back then. So why is it not there? Maybe it's because I'm not doing enough. You know, you've got to rekindle. We have to stir ourselves up. Um, how about the salvation of the Lord? Do we see His salvation working in us? Do we do things that would please the Lord? How about fruit of the Spirit? Is that working in our lives? How about our testimony? Do we have a good testimony that we can share with somebody? Can we say, look what God done to me, or can we just not even share our testimony? God's done something for every single one of us. He's done something special. He's delivered us. He's took us out of bondages. All kinds of things that He's done for us. Do we share our testimony? Are we in one accord with God, or do we fight what God wants us to do? Now, there's a good one right there. God's got something for everybody. We just talked about that. Brent mentioned that. A niche. Everybody's got a niche that they know that they're supposed to do. Well, are we doing it? Or do we say, no, it's, it's, it's not time. You know, there's that time thing again. There's that time thing again. Are we taking up our cross daily? Do we do what we need to do? So that's just some things that you can look at to put on your spiritual budget. And it's not a lot of stuff, but do we do it? How much time do you devote to the things of God? And, you know, we mentioned that song, time's on my side. Well, time's not on our side. You know, and if we get up in the mornings and we look in the mirror, <laughs> we can definitely tell time is not on our side. I can tell you that with myself for sure because I sure don't look like I did when I was 20 years old. I might say that I do or I might tell my wife that I do, but I definitely don't. So anyway, we'll get away from that. I could say a lot more, but I don't want to get in trouble. I could turn the ties on that to somebody else, but we won't go there tonight, so we'll just keep on trucking right along. But let's look at, I want to go to Luke, Luke 21, 34, and I think I'm going to sit this over here, so you might have to turn me back up, Brent, just a hair, because I'm getting tired of holding the microphone, and I've got to do this anyway. So let's be turning to Luke 21, if I can get my tablet to work here, Luke 21, and we are going to be looking at 34 through 36. <clears throat> and it says here, take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts are overcharged with surfiting, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares, for as a snare... It shall come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch you therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now I tell you, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. You know, we've seen this is the last year, and I can go back in my whole, I've been married 30 years, and I can go back all the way, even before I got married. You know, before I got married, you know, I had a lot of problems with drinking and alcohol and things like that. So I went through some things. 
And that's what got me to where I'm at as far as going to church back in 1990. But I look through all of that, and I think last year probably tops all of that, the things that went on last year and then even the election this year. Um, maybe not so much personal things, but just things going on, the cares of this life. So how do we handle those things? Do we sit and worry about them? Um, are we just like glued to the TV, to Facebook, to social media? I know there for a while, um, it's all we could do when the election was going on. It's just, man, you know, just story after story, report after report thinking, God, what, what's going on? It's like, what in the world is going on? And I finally just had to quit watching the news. It's just, it's like, man, it, it, it'll get depressing. It'll start weighing in on you because you start thinking this and then you start thinking that and before you know it, well, you're not even thinking on the things of God anymore. It's just, look, gosh, just look what's happened. So the cares of this world, it'll get a hold of you. You know, we can get so caught up in the cares of this life that it can hinder our being ready for the rapture. Um, we really become blinded from the truth. And we've got a whole society right now, all they care about is what they can get or for themselves. People don't want to work anymore because we have socialism just thrown at us um, in a political society and things that's going on. And so people don't want to work. They want to get all they can for free. And the Bible says, you know, if you want to eat, you need to work. And I was brought up old school. I grew up in the 80s. And in the 80s, you know, things were just booming economically. But I, I was taught that, you know, you've got to work. If you want to eat, you got to work. And that, that was just an ethic that was instilled in me from a young age. And I, I thank my dad for that because he's the one that just instilled working. But you look at it today and we see so many programs and people need programs. There's people that can't work. There's people that have health issues and they're the ones that deserve it. They're the ones that need that help. But we've got people that can work. So... All these things start weighing in. They weigh in on us politically, economically, and all these things we just start worrying about, and it'll, it'll get a hold of you. It'll get a hold of people. So I want to turn next um, to Mark 4.18. Go real quickly over to Mark 4.18. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're going to read 
uh, Mark 4, 18 and 19. <clears throat> and these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. And again we hear this. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And, um, and I want to read this one part. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it, it brings forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100. So when we hear this word, you know, Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We've got to get this word into us if we want to increase spiritually. You know, the word is what's going to open our eyes. The word is what's going to open our hearts. And that's what we've got to get in our head. You know, going to church once a month is just not going to do it, folks. And if there's somebody out there that's watching, well, you, you think you're a good person. You go once a month. You were saved 20 years ago. Um, there is no once saved, always saved. There's got to be everyday repentance in our lives. I have to ask forgiveness every day. You know, there's just, I have to have Jesus in my life every single day. It's not just a once a week thing. And uh, even the COVID thing back last year, you know, I got to a point to where, man, I was just like, blah. I wasn't coming on Wednesday nights. I was coming on Sunday, and that was it. And, you know, there it is the whole week watching all this garbage on the news. Schools shutting down. Churches shutting down. And it's just like, wow. <laughs> it's just like, man, you want to just crawl in the bed and just not get up. You don't feel like going to work. You don't feel like doing anything. You got to push yourself. You know, I look at I look at Trump as an example. He bankrupt two or three times, and I'm using him for an example because everybody knows who he is. He bankrupt two or three times, but he didn't quit and give up. And he's you know, and look where he's at. I look at people like Elon Musk. You know, started with nothing, and, and look where he's at now. The guy's a multi-billionaire. You know, I'm not jealous because they've got all this money. They applied themselves. I guarantee you they didn't get where they're at by just sitting around doing nothing. And we've got to look at this in a spiritual matter, in a spiritual way. We're not going to get anywhere with God if we just sit and do absolutely nothing. You know, I've said this a hundred times. God's not some wizard with a wand in Harry Potter, and he's just going around here just zapping everybody, saying, okay, you've got it. Okay, you're there. Okay, you. Now, if you've got some kind of bondage and he's delivered you, now that's a different story. He ha you have got a touch from God. You've got a zap from God. But that's not the point we're talking that we're talking about. We're talking about you've got to apply yourself. I have to apply myself or I wouldn't be here. I, I, I wouldn't be here trying to give my testimony and tell you all what I've been through if, if, I, if I don't apply myself. So there, there is a price to pay. Um, we can either turn the TV off and study a little bit or we can just not do anything. So that's you've got to apply yourself. Um, I want to go now to, let's see here, Romans. Let's go to Romans chapter 1, and we're going to read it in the King James, and then I want to read it in the Amplified because um, the way the Amplified says some of these scriptures, it's really good. So let's go to Romans and... Romans 1, and let me get this tablet here, 21. So we're going to read 21 through 32. And when we, 
as we read this, I want you to think of America today. All the junk that's on TV, all the stuff you see going on, drinking, partying, nobody cares. Uh, they're trying to pass these bills out. I, I forget the one about, I can't think of the one that I've got in my head. This stuff that they're wanting to do. And you, you think of abortion and all these lifestyles and, and things that are going on in the world today. And you think, my God, what, what has happened? And we, the last time I think I was on here, I think we talked about the judgment of God. So that's a whole, you know, America is under the judgment of God. Sure. That's why time is so short. And the whole world is really under the judgment. It's not just America, but I think America's paying for some things that we as a nation have allowed to happen and allowed to go on. And so, you know, yes, I'm worried about the rest of the world, sure, but I'm worried about America because this is where I live. I'm worried, right, worried about right here in Georgia where I live in Catoosa and Walker County because this is where I'm at. This is my niche. This is my stomping ground. You know, these are the people, even though we're going out all over the world on streaming, you know, the people that I'm around is, is right here. So naturally, you know, where I can reach out, this is where I want to reach out to. But yes, we want to reach out to everybody else too to give our testimony to say, hey, look what God can do. But let's look, let's look at this. Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but become vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to a corruptible man, into birds, into four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Um, you know, it's a shame. And, and the, the ASPAC commercials, the dog commercials, you know, every time I see one of those, they're heartbreaking. They really are because anybody that would do that to an animal, they deserve to be put in the jail. But what about the babies that are aborted and killed? You know, these dogs have more rights than these babies that are aborted. And I know that's a hard thing to say. And people think, well, are you against these, you know, these commercials? And it's no. That's not the idea at all. But we've got to where animals, bald eagles, you know, an egg, it's like a big-time felony if you mess with a bald eagle's egg because they're an endangered species. But then again, these doctors can just abort babies left and right, right. and absolutely nothing be done. There's something wrong with that picture, folks. That's right. There's something wrong with that picture. And the birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever and amen. For this cause God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which was against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lust one towards another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which is meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, and we see this today, anything having to do with God, they just want to throw it out. Right. Amazon's coming next. We're going to talk about that in a minute. There's some things that Amazon's doing, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, 
malignity, whispers, backbiters and haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, and disobedient to parents. Look at kids today when you go out to the Wally World or out to the dollar store. <laughs> These kids are just unruly. And parents are afraid to whip their kids in the store, afraid they're going, somebody's going to say something to them. Well, I know in the 80s when I was growing up, if I'd have acted like that, I'd probably got my face smacked. I certainly would have got a spanking, that's, that's for sure. But kids, they're, they're just, they're brought up different. They're not disciplined today. Um, verse 31, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, and who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit these things are worthy of death, not only that do the same, but them that have pleasure in them also. Now we're going to read this in the Amplified a minute, but I want you to think, just, there, there's a lot of people who may not believe that these lifestyles are okay. Uh, they may not agree with them, but they'll say, well, that's, that's okay, you know, they're, they're just that way. But that's not the attitude that we as Christians can take. You've got churches right now, I was reading the thing where two or three Southern Baptist churches, they just got basically thrown out of uh, the Southern Baptists because they were allowing the LGBT to come in and be members of the church. Now, I'm all for people coming to church, but who do you want the members to be? Who do you want working in the ranks of the church? And so we're getting real hairy right here because people don't want you talking about these things. Um... And Amazon, I want to mention this real quick. And I wish I'd have wrote this down. I don't know the author's name, but it has to do with uh, some of the transgender stuff, how he was brought out of it, and he's got books about it, and how you can get out of it, how God can help you, and things like that. Well, Amazon's, they're, they're getting rid of it. They're not going to offer it anymore because it teaches against the transgenderism and these type of things. Well, what are they going to do with the Word of God, because the Word of God teaches against homosexual relations, lesbian relations, having being feminine. Uh, are they going to take that out next? I mean, folks, time's running out. You've got these things being done left and right all over America, throwing God out of everything. Now, I guarantee if there's a book on, well, I was going to say I'm not going to go there because it's, it's just not something that I should mention here. But they can have all kinds of filth on there and sell that, but then when it comes to actually trying to help somebody and get them out of these lifestyles, they want to throw that out, and they want to get rid of it, and they don't want to sell it. And I'm a member of Amazon. I order from Amazon weekly, two or three times a week. I've got Amazon Prime. We get movies on there. I watch streaming on there. And I'm just disappointed that, that they would do that. They've got all this other stuff, but they want to pick on this because somebody might get their feelings hurt. You know, it, it's up to us as Christians to tell this. You know, I've asked God for a boldness, you know, and I'm surprised, you know, this, this may get banned. Somebody, they may cut this off. I don't know. We, I hope we're still alive, I guess. As of right now, as of right now we're still alive. But, I mean, you can't even put a song on here. I've got a... Someone that I, I do a director broadcast where I work, and they were putting a song in it, and it kept getting cut off. 
And so we tried something else. He brought me another CD of them singing at the church. They don't use music. Um, so he brought me of just their choir, just singing a cappello, and that got cut off too. They didn't even they didn't even leave that one there. So finally, we talked, and he had to come to the decision. Well, I'm just I'm not going to put the song on there, you know, because he wants to share it on Facebook because he's got a lot of people on his Facebook that that want to see the message, you know, to help spread the word of God. So we made that decision, and we're not putting the music on there. And you're seeing this more and more, folks. And what's the title of this message? Time is running out. People think, well, they've been talking about the rapture for the last 50 years, the last 100 years. You know, it ain't never going to happen. That's just these holy rollers just talking about this. Well, when you look at the things that's going on, the peace treaty, the, the countries that signed into it, the things that's going on, the great falling away, people just turning away from God left and right, yeah, time is running out, folks. We're getting there. It's getting really close. But I want to pick this up in the Amplified. Well, I can, I can start getting fired up about some of this, and I have to be careful of what I say because I don't want my feed cut. You know, I don't want the broadcast to be cut because I want it to reach out to people. But, I mean, I've even had stuff where I work um, cut off and just taken down for doing a 911 tribute one time. We had two songs on there. One was from the Eagles and one was from Garth Brooks, and it was a tribute to 911 a video that was made years ago. It's the, we know the one that was made. So we're sitting there showing that one morning, like 8 o'clock in the morning, and they just completely cut the feet off of that. It's just crazy, folks, some of the stuff that the censorship is doing. Okay, we're going to get into this here. I'm going to read this in the Amplified. Romans 1, 21 through 32, where we was at. Let me find it here. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <clears throat> I can get this page to turn and I can get to it. We'll be all right. Okay, hold on here. One, let me get to 21 here. Okay. Because that when they knew and recognized, him, and recognized him as God, they did not honor and glorify him as God or give him thanks. But instead they become vain, futile, and godless in their thinking with vain imaginations, foolish reasonings, and stupid speculations. I like the way they put that because some of the things can be pretty stupid that you hear. And their senseless minds were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Professing to be smart, they made simpletons of themselves. And by them, the glory and majesty and excellence of the immortal God were exchanged for and represented by images, resembling mortal man and birds and beasts and reptiles. I mean, we care more about animals than God. We care more about animals than our own children. Um, therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their own hearts 
to sexual impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, abandoning them to be degrading power of sin, because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Which, by the way, amen, so be it. So it's not amen and a woman, so be it. I just thought I'd throw that out there because when they took out, I mean, that was just, that's one of those things that was stupid. We'll just say that. <laughs> Verse 26. For this reason, God gave them over and abandoned them to vile affections and degrading passions, for their women exchanged their natural function for an unnatural and abnormal one. And the men also turned from natural relations with women and were set ablaze, burning out, consumed with lust for one another. Men committing shameful acts and men and suffering in their own bodies and personalities the inevitable consequences and penalty of their wrongdoing and going astray, which was their fitting retribution. And so, since they did not see it fit to acknowledge God or approve of Him or consider Him worth the knowing, God gave them over to a base and condemned mind to do things not proper or decent below them. What do we see today in America, all over the world? Until they were filled, permitted, and saturated with every kind of unrighteousness, iniquity, grasping, and covetous greed and malice, they were full of envy and jealousy, murder, strife, deceit, and treachery, ill will, and cruel ways. They were secret backbiters and gossipers, slanderers, hateful to and hating God, full of insolence, arrogance, and boasting inventor of new forms of evil disobedient and unfruitful to their parents. They were without understanding, uh, consciousless, faithless, heartless, loveless, and merciless. Though they are fully aware of God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve to die, and it's talking a spiritual death here, but, you know, it could also be talking about when you leave this world. They not only do themselves, but approve and applaud others who practice them. Now, there's a lot there, and I want to read that last one. Though they are fully aware of God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve to die, they not only do them themselves, but approve and applaud others who practice them. That means, you know, those who are, you, you just say it's okay. You may not necessarily do it. You may do it. But... You know, that's, that's in the Amplified, folks, so that kind of really just explains it really good, and that's why I wanted to read there. But we can get so engrossed in things, we forget God, we change the meaning of who He really is, eventually we lose sight, and the things of the world take over completely, and that's where we're at today. The world has just completely taken us over. So let's look at Romans six twelve. And we're going to go up just a little bit, Romans 6, 12. Oh, come on here. This thing cut off on me a minute ago, but it come back up. <clears throat> and we're going to read 12 through 16. <clears throat> Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield yourself members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God.
For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we sin, because we're not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know you not that to whom you yield your servants to obey? His servants you are to whom you obey. And this thing just messed up on me again, so <laughs> wow. Let's see if it comes back up here. And it may not come back up here. Give me just a minute here. Yeah, it might have froze up on me here. Yeah, if you would, y'all find me a, a King James in there. Um, let's talk about worldly pleasures for a minute. Um, and then we're going to get back to Romans 6, and because we only had a couple more places in Romans to read. But let's talk about worldly pleasures. You know, we're talking about, you know, we're running out of time. Where do we spend our time? I've got TV at the top of the list because I always deal with TV. I mean, yeah, I've made my living in television for the last 20 years, but it's like I can't get away from it. I mean, I work in it, and then when I'm, you know, but here's the thing. I've taken that, and I've tried to use it also so that I could use it for the Lord. So it's what Brent was talking about earlier when he first come on here. Um... Uh, and I appreciate that. Yeah, that my tablet's really messed up, so it throws up on me. But what Brent was talking about, you know, if you've got something that you enjoy doing, take that and use it for the Lord. And that's kind of what I've done. I've made my living in television for 20 years, but when I got back in church, it's something that I thought, well, I can, you know, use my talent and and try to do what I can for the Lord. And Brent's the same way because Brent was in television for years too. So we've kind of combined what we both know and we've got all these ministries working together now. And it's not because we're wanting to glorify on ourselves. It's just we want to do what we can to get this word out. And God has, has blessed, you know, what we're trying to do. So I appreciate that. It's like I always said, you know, I appreciate any opportunity that I can share my testimony. And uh, I thank you for turning that. So we're going to get back to Romans. Um, we'll get back to worldly pleasure. I want to read these other ones real quick. Romans 6, 12 through 16. So let me get back over here to it if I can read this small print. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of righteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you for you're not under the law, but under grace. You know, if we're really staying in this word, the devil's going to be throwing all these fiery darts at us and we may have that in here later, but we're just going to let them bounce off because we're not going to be swayed. We're not going to let the devil try to destroy what we're doing. And that's what—that's the attitude that we've got to have. You know, when you talk about those fiery darts, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but, but I'm already there, so I want to mention it. You think of those fiery darts, and when I first read this, it's been several years ago. Of course, I read it back in the 90s too, but I was doing a study one time for Sunday school, and I was reading a little note on the fiery darts, you know, and, and something just kind of come to me. I started thinking of the 1980s and those IBCM missiles. You know, sometimes those darts, these things coming at us, they're like missiles coming at us. 
I mean, they're, they, the situation, it's big. Man, I mean, this, this situation I'm going through, it's huge. I don't know how I'm going to get out of it. And that's how they seem at the time. But that's when we've got to turn to God and say, God, get me out of this. And normally he will. Normally he will. So I want to turn to Romans 12 too, real quick. I'm trying to see how much time i got here. Romans 12 too. So if you'll turn over there. We've got one little place we're going to read there. <clears throat> and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And there again, you know, we've got to look at ourselves. And I've said this before, we're our worst enemy. That's right. And I can tell you, myself, I am definitely my worst enemy. I might, I, might tell, I might tell you it's my wife, but usually it's me. And Brent's agreeing with me. He said he's his worst enemy. I mean, I've literally got up and went in the bathroom we've got this big mirror in there and i've looked at it and looked at myself like you know why did you do this or that was stupid or why did you get that mad sometimes i've told myself why did i get that mad at my wife <laughs> you know but usually there was a good reason but we are our worst enemy so we have to look at ourselves and make sure that we're doing the right thing but um I want to look at some of these. Um, yeah, there was one note that I had for this, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it on here and not my tablet, so we're going to skip that. But there's um, 15 commands about the body, so look that up if you've got the date Bible. I'm not going to go there tonight. But some of these worldly pleasures. Um, I mentioned TV, but uh, golf, football, sports, hunting and fishing. Now, these things in themselves aren't bad, but I want you to listen. Uh, food, eating, gluttony, social network, entertainment, drama, and just people having just no accountability for anything. But these things in themselves, all those aren't bad. But when they take the time away from the Lord, they can become bad. Now, I want you to look at this list over here, worldly pleasures, and here's where... A lot of people are. Here's where America's at. Here's a lot of the, where a lot of the world is at today. You think of the modern day Sodom and, Go uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, America's there. But lust and sex perversion, bars, drinking and partying, uh, sex parties and lust, dance parties, ecstasy, power and control, crime. You've got these farm parties where they just put all this pills in the thing and just take whatever. Um, that's a big problem. Uh, just getting high, obsessions and compulsions, uh, people just acting crazy. Um, and then I put down here at the bottom of this list, list um, a welfare state and communism, socialism, and that's being pushed on us so bad right now. And that is the absolute opposite of what God would want. Yeah, we're supposed to help people, but not at the expense of somebody else. Um, if you help somebody, it's supposed to be out of the heart. That's how you're supposed to help somebody. But um, I could really get into that list right there on the communism and socialism. And I'm just, me and my wife, we get to talking about it. And it's like, man, we could sit and talk about that for 30 minutes, the junk going on, how they're just forcing this on the nation right now. And it's just, it's terrible how they're trying to do that. But is what you're doing today bringing you closer to God? You know, we talk about time. You know, is the time you're spending, is it bringing you closer to God? 
um, the actions, what, what, you know, whatever you're doing, is it for the Lord? Or, you know, is it something that's just out of the lust, out of your heart? Is it junk that Satan putting into your heart? You know, there's a lot of ways we can spend our time. There's a whole lot of ways, you know, and it can, be, it can either be good or bad. So we really need to look at that. Um, I want to go to uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. 2 Corinthians. And I'm going to have a hard time finding these because I'm usually on my tablet. So y'all forgive me if I can't find some of these. Um, 2 Corinthians, and we're going to go 10, 3 through 6. Technology can be good, but when you're used to using it and you don't have it, it can be really bad because I'm a techno freak. I've got to have my technology. It has really spoiled me. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. And I believe we've got it here. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And I had a note there. Okay, verse 6. And having a readiness, a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And I'm about to where I can't talk here. And I had a note there, but I'm not going to be able to find it because my notes on the tablet are set up different. So I'm going to have to scratch my notes. I tell you, when you try to go from technology to the old system, it can be rough when you're used to the new system. So we're going to skip our note for there. So I want to look now. I want to turn to Ephesians. Um, I do got one thing here on 2 Corinthians. If we're moving in the right direction, then we're going to realize to continually cast down thoughts and imagination. Our imagination has got to be subdued. And, you know, we've all heard, you know, the battle song, imaginations of the mind. And what goes on in our head, we've got to control those thoughts. We can't let those thoughts bring us down because they will. If we sit there and dwell on those thoughts, they'll get you down. Believe me, I've been there hundreds of times. You just have to pick yourself up and go. Ephesians uh, 6.16. Let's be turning there. Ephesians 6.16. And let me see if I can find it here. Ephesians 6.16. This is, folks, this is rough, I'm telling you. Because I am not used to doing it this way. Ephesians uh, 6.16. Let me see if I can get to it here. This is, you know, when you talk about time, um, this proves that we spend too much time with technology. I can tell you that. She, now my wife's just the opposite. She's got to have the book. She'll have two or three books out. And then me, I've just got my computer and I've got all my notes and everything right there in front of me. And all I got to do is just click, you know, just click and I'm there. So for me, it's just, just the opposite. But this proves that you spend too much time with technology, you forget the old ways. So that can be a bad thing, folks. <laughs> that can definitely be a bad thing. But anyway, Ephesians 6, 16. Let's turn there and let me get over here to it. Above all, taking the shield of faith, 
wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helm of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And um, I tell you, the armor of God, you know, this is our battle song right here. Take the shield of faith, continue in prayer always. We must be prepared for battle. Right. You know, God will fight for us, but we've got to take a stand against the enemy, right. and God will send his reinforcements. On, um, we've got to make a stand against things. It's just like, um, you know, these people, they will go march for the right to kill their own baby. And they'll sit up there and stand for LGBT rights. But when's the last time you've seen people picketing or holding up a sign on the side of the road that says, you know, Jesus? I can remember years ago, and, and Linda will remember this, probably back in the early 90s, um, me and a friend, we made us up this big sign. I don't even remember what we wrote on it. But we stood out there on Battlefield Parkway in front of the Kmart back then for like 30 minutes. You know, it might have said Jesus saves. I don't even remember what it said. But we did that just just to do it because we just wanted to, you know, hey, Jesus saves. That kind of like an obedience thing, I guess. I think it was me and Randy. I think it was me and Randy did it. And Randy's passed on now. He passed on a few years ago. But, I mean, I'll never forget it because it made an impression on me. And you'd have people drive by, you know, some would honk their horns, you know, I'm sure some thought we was idiots, you know, this guy standing out holding a sign. But you don't see stuff like that anymore. I mean, people will hold up a sign, you know, say abortion or Planned Parenthood, but, you know, where's the people, you know, holding out signs for Jesus saves? You know, what about handing out tracts? You know, Brother Mike talks about tracts, and. Brother Mike was a track man. He grew up in the age of tracks back in the 70s. That's when, you know, they had the print press and everything. But you don't hardly see tracks anymore. Every now and then, I'll go in the restroom and I'll see a track just every now and then. I can remember maybe, it's maybe been 10 years ago. We were over there where the office depot's out. And we were just, we were either just getting in the car or just getting out. Correct me and tell me which one it was. But anyhow, this guy comes speeding down. He's on a 10-speed, stops and hands us a track, and then boom, he's off just as quick as he stopped. Remember that? I'll never forget that. I mean, we were, I think we were going to church at that time, I believe. I think, well, we may not have been. I don't, it, like I said, it's been five or 10 years ago, but just the impression that that made on me, I'll never forget it. You know, that guy, you know, he was doing something. He was working for the Lord, and apparently he'd been studying. He was doing what God told him to do, but it made an impression on me, and I just I just thought it was neat. So his perception about time running out, he wasn't quitting. He was just going to go. Some people be scared to death to do that. You know, they're thinking, well, I can't do that. I can't stop and give somebody a track. Um, people be scared. I, I know there's time I've laid tracks out in the bathroom before. But you don't never do it now. You just try, you know, they still make them. They've still got those little uh, chick uh, cartoons. Those, those are still made too. 
Um, we've actually got a few of them because we did give some of them away. We ordered a whole different set of them. So they're still around, but they're just not as popular because you've got all this social media. You know, now we just put memes on there, you know, digital tracks. I've told her we need to do digital tracks. Well, they're out there. You just put out a meme and it just says whatever. So it's, it's kind of neat with technology, you know, getting talking about the technology. It's neat the different things you can do, but you still need the old too. Because, you know, if, if you get shut down or if there is no internet, we've got to have somewhere to go. So thank God we've still got the original. So amen to that. But I tell you, we're about to run out of time here. So I'm going to let Brent get back in here. We're going to close it out here in just a minute. But um, I want to read Second uh, Peter 1.10. Be going there. Wherefore, uh, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. And um, that just goes right along with what we were just talking about. You know, that guy was on a mission. You know, he'd give me that track. And that's what he, I guess, was called to do. I can remember back years ago, um, had this guy that he actually lived right down the road, actually. And... He called me up one night. This guy had a problem with alcohol, so he calls me up one night, you know, just boo-hooing, having issues. He was way out off of Highway 58, and it's like 10 o'clock at night, and I'm thinking, I ain't going out there by myself. I'm not putting myself in some kind of a trap because as Christians, we're not supposed to do that because you can fall to temptation just like that. So I called off the buddy, and he said, well, yeah, I'll ride out there with you. So we rode out there. Well, we couldn't find him. He was gone. But, um, you know, I did what I needed to do. You know, what if I hadn't went? And he was there. So anyway, you know, just talk about you, you got to be ready because you never know time. I'm going to read uh, um, a couple more places. Matthew 6, 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon. And James 4.17, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So, you know, how much time do we have left? We're running out of time, folks. There may be a time where we don't have internet. There might be a time where they cut the gospel shows off. They cut the religious shows off. They don't want them. There's very few on now. Oh, there's a few, but are they real? Do they really preach the true gospel? Um, so where are you at today? Um, time is getting short, folks, because you see all the junk that's, that's going on. And this is, message has been a little bit different. It's, it's, it's definitely been interesting, losing my tablet and that thing going dead or whatever it did. Um, it just goes to show you, you never know what time is going to do. Time's not our friend. You know, we're fighting time. That's definitely for sure. Because we never know when we're going to leave here. We never know when the rapture is going to happen. So time is of an essence. And the way things are going, it's getting shorter. So what I want to ask you, you know, are you ready? If you're watching this, are you backslid? Well, you can come back to the Lord. And all it takes is something like this. Lord, you know, I've sinned. I need your help. Um, I want to come back to you, Lord. I want you to save me. Change my heart. It doesn't have to be some big long prayer that's 30 minutes long. 
You just ask Lord to save you and change your heart. And if you're really sincere, He's going to help you. I guarantee you. He helped this old boy after being backslid for 20-something years. And even getting back into things, you know, after 20 years. God's been good to me. God's blessed me, and I praise Him for that. And anytime I can share my testimony and, and what He's done and share this Word, it's a blessing. And, and I just, I praise God for what He's did to me and for my family. Because if it wasn't for God, I may not be here today. I could be six feet under right now. So anyway, folks, I think it's about that time. So be sure and let us know if you need help. There's an email address there on Impact Ministries. And there's some of the other ones, United Christian Outreach. Email us, um, and somebody will get back with you. But we're going to close it out tonight, folks. So until next time, God bless.